Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? No. It's crazy, you know, sometimes oh, equipment likes right? to be faulty. I think it's the Christmas lights are affecting the, uh, the fucking electronics. It's weird. It could be. What's, uh, I don't, what have ever, you been talking ever about? Ever since you came in here, there's been weird noises. Shit's not working. You got some bad juju on your nuts. This is just my new iPhone 11 yeah, the iPhone Pro 11, Max. that's exactly the reason. Fucking Terminator shit, dude. That thing's going to start popping out legs, and it's going to eat your eyes. Maybe that's a good thing. And then you're going to be blind, and you're going to be like, oh, no, all I, was, I saw was me stroking my dick, and I was watching <laughs> Elvis so, Presley doing some... <laughs> what Nick's trying to say is that our video stopped recording at some point, which has only happened when we've used your laptop. So we really got to fix my computer soon. Well, the good thing um, is... I can take all that data that memory and have, put it in my uh, portable hard drive, and then that'll be empty, crisp, and clean. Hooray. Hooray. Does that mean it's going to stop doing whatever it's doing? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like how it stops recording? And the problem is when we're going to have to go like mobile sometimes, we can't just fucking bring your fucking hippity-dippity compact fucking desk computer. Yeah, I'm, well, that's true. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's time to get a new lappy top just for the show. Ooh. I don't know, man. That thing was expensive. It's only been a year. Well, maybe it's time to take a little bit of your porn off of it. Actually, to be honest with you, I've never looked porn once on that thing. Really? Just to be afraid of having like fucking viruses and shit. So that's how do you, you look at porn? That's what you have your phone for, you know? <laughs> you know, it's handheld. You can take it anywhere. <laughs> you could even watch porn and drive on the freeway at the same time. I've never uh, done that. But, I don't uh, know if we've ever talked about this, but what kind of porn do you actually watch? Ooh, this is going to be a bad one for me. You, you know, you see those uh, I Miss Mommy stuff? No. Ma- mommy, I'm in trouble. Please don't hurt me. Those were really good. What? <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, man. You've said that twice now. Um, Well, yeah, that's when I'm trying to be honest with you. That, oh, good, good. I, I make it a Makes front. Makes me feel better make, about the rest of the shit. I make it a front for you to be like, okay, pay attention to uh, what okay. I'm saying. Okay. Um, I, uh, it. I mean, girl porn, like girl, girl stuff doesn't work it in the past. I always have to have, oh, this is going to be very descriptive. This is going to be bad. <laughs> <A> giant cock? <laughs> giant cocks I can't do because it makes me feel bad about myself and then I can't watch it. So I try not to pick those ones either. Um, I don't want to sound racist again either, but I have a hard time watching black guys do white chicks because it's weird to see a big... BBC go into a white in and out. I don't know. It just screws me up. I can't do it. So anyways, I try to find like a mediocre guy with a girl and there has to be penetration viewing and then they have to like do different positions and this is where I've learned most of my moves and it, they work very well. <laughs> so if it wasn't for porn, my sex life would probably be pretty boring. Yeah, I mean, it does serve that purpose. I think every guy out there has learned at least one move from porn at some point. So, and if any guy... A lot of women probably have also. Any guy that says to their girlfriend or any girl that they don't watch porn and never have, they're a fucking liar. Well, okay, so this might sound a little bit... 
not sexist, but it's going to sound like I'm overgeneralizing. But in my experience, the 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 way that a girl goes down on you is directly related to how much porn she watches. If she does that all the time and really gets into it, she watches a lot of porn generally. Or, if she doesn't like to, you know, give blowjobs or something, probably doesn't watch a lot of porn either. Or is it she's good at it because she sucked a lot of dicks? Could be, but that generally means high sex drive, lots of, you know, desire to get off, and usually that kind of leads to them being slightly more visually stimulated. Hmm. Hmm. Have you had any bad... Oh, yeah, you've had some bad experiences with uh, gum and blowjobs and pubic hair and, yeah, and shaved I, balls. I gotta, and, I gotta come honest on this now. What? Now you gotta come I'm not, honest? Yeah, I'm gonna come honest all. <laughs> um, I'm not the world's biggest fan of blowjobs, to be honest. Like, I enjoy it for a little while, but I can't really finish that way. Well, the problem is, like, I'm, like, the same way. Only to the fault is... If they do that, then I'm not going to last long in the sack of what they want, right? Because they pleasure us, but yeah. what they want in return is at least one orgasm before you blow everything in the two right. minutes That's that you have. That's why you go down on them. Well, yeah, no shit, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> I don't like it when they do it to me because then it reduces the length of time that I'm going to do to them. Ah, See what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you. Maybe your sensitivity sucks because you're old now and you could just like hold it in. Probably because you are. Not right? always. No, not always. Not always. Okay. What's your fastest embarrassing? Mine's probably like two minutes, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've had <laughs> some like that. But, but what do you do after that? What do you do? Because I'm like, I'm just like, ah, oh, well, you know, it happens. I'm not, I don't try to make excuses anymore. Like, I, I don't really make excuses, but there, there is a built-in one that's not an excuse because it's true. And that's if it's been a while. That's true. That you is know, true. That, that there's always, and most, most women understand that you have to, you know, if it's been a while, especially if you guys are sleeping together and you guys haven't been able to for a while, and then you do that again, usually that first time back is going to be pretty quick. Yeah. Then you go and you get them like four orgasms in a row on the second time. Ooh, second time around. That's yeah. halftime. Yeah. After halftime. Hmm. Have you ever had any experiences where a girl tried to put a finger in your butt? No, but the only times I've ever done anal in my life was at the girl's request. So you've done anal? Yes. Like anal in your butt? No. 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 Okay. That's where I was. Exit that's where bad. I was thinking. That's what. That's what I was thinking when you were saying it. No. No. Um. Yeah. I. Not. Not a big fan of anything going in that area. Mm. Just. Not. Not that I think it would be gay or that being gay would be bad or anything like that. It's just as it, it. It has no call to me at all. You know. No cult to you at all. No cult. No cult. No cult. Would no you, cult. Would you ever join a cult? How do you know I'm not in one right now? What if someone, what if the benefits of joining a cult, you're going to get a million dollars? Yeah, I'm well, down. Would you leave your family and friends and go do whatever uh, Charles Manson wanted you to do? No. I mean, I still have my own moral code. Do but you think? If I got a million dollars just for signing up, I'd pretty much join any cult. Hmm. Do you think Charles Manson is a murderer? 
I don't know if he ever actually killed anybody, but he definitely was the driving force behind murders. Right. Yeah, he influenced them. Yeah. But I don't think physically he did anything. I Yeah, and I, I don't know, but he definitely... Com- he didn't just influence them. He commanded them, you know? Mm. He brought... He was there for them. He was directing everything, but I, I don't know if he actually grabbed a knife and put it in somebody. Right. I like watching these, like, serial killer stuff because it's always interesting to look at the minds of, like, somebody that can actually just take lives and just not give a shit or get off on that or be like, oh, I have the power and this person doesn't. You know, just like Jeffrey Dahmer, he would, like, make, like, a shrine and stuff, like, at a big table so then when he'd eat dinner or eat people, it'd be, like, this whole shrine of, like, bones and stuff like that. It's just weird. I don't know where this fucking mind comes from or like what the fuck clicked to them to be like I'm gonna murder people and eat them you know yeah that's I think that's part of the reason why everyone was so fascinated at that uh, Ted Bundy documentary that came out last year that we talked about on this show at least once or twice yeah Mr. Hotness and you know whatever you want to say about his looks and everything else like the one thing that it does is it really gives you a good glimpse inside of his mind Because as you hear these interviews and as you hear him talking much later to the detective on the recorded conversation, you you just, you you can almost, it's almost like you can see him changing while you're also seeing the recap of events in the world, you know, and you're, you're hearing differences from a guy who denied any guilt to a guy who was almost taking pleasure in describing it. And then you you see this guy who was so well put together and just so, you know, upbeat and positive and joking around the whole time and just loose. Like, you know, anytime I've ever done anything wrong or feared that I did something wrong, the the guilt and the worry, you know, kind of I would can be debilitating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's the indication of a strong conscience. And so you think, okay, if if I can barely contain it, if I've done something stupid wrong, I could never be a murderer. Then you think, okay, well, what would it take to do that? And you realize just how devoid of conscience and emotion he must be to be able to do that and still act like he was some kind of a charming, good guy, you know? Yeah, he seemed like a normal fucking person. That's the crazy part yeah. of how many chameleon people are like that. It can just just blend in. Exactly. And then murder someone. Blend in? <laughs> murder! And I, I think that's why we're fascinated by it, because it's hard to imagine. It is and hard to imagine. I, I can. I would never be able to take a person's life, right? Yeah. But what, like, w- w- would there be a change of effect if I murdered someone and then all of a sudden I get like this, oh, I have this power taking somebody's life and then you just go on a killing spree. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. Just and, like a... and that's the thing about stories is like the, the crazier something is that you know is true, the more fascinating it is because you want to know every detail of how and why. Everyone knows the names of astronauts from two Apollo missions, Apollo 11, Tom Hanks, who landed on the moon and Apollo 13, because something went really wrong. Yeah. No one knows who was on Apollo 12 or 14 or anything else. Eight, seven. Well, I mean, Jim Lovell from 13 was also on eight, but Mm. that's, that's exactly what I mean though. It's like, it's, and, and it's got a name called negativity bias. You know, the, the worse something is, the more ingrained in your memory it is. The crazier something is, the more fascinated you can be by it. Hearing about some guy who literally saves three children from getting hit by a car, it might make you feel good for a second, 
but your interest kind of wanes pretty quickly. Even even heroes lose your attention after a while, but serial killers and villains and people still are taking long entire careers to research who Jack the Ripper might have been. I you know I was thinking about that when we were talking. Like yeah. he, he's like the main like first one, like yeah. the one that got all the press and everything. Yeah, and he captured the minds of so many people because what he was doing was so evil. Back in London. And we don't know who Boy. he is to this day. And I, I think that's one we'll genuinely never know because no one can agree on which killings were his or, you know, there, there's so many things that are lost. that No one's never going to know where fucking Jimmy Hoffa is either. Yeah, exactly. Now that's fucking crazy. He's but, probably cremated in some concrete stadium. Yeah, but guys like Bundy are going to be the most well-remembered serial killers of all time because they were the first ones to be thoroughly documented. You know, guys like John Wayne Gacy and Gary Ridgway and yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, like you were saying, these are all guys like in the 70s and 80s. That's when you can get away with it. It's when you could get away with it. Not but anymore. if you didn't, they they have cameras ready to roll on you, you know? Yeah. And they can document everything. Anyone before that is subject to interpretation. Now, anything you do, even if you're just racist on Twitter once 10 years ago, you can suddenly yeah. lose your job hosting the, fucking, the Grammys or the whatever. The fucking crime rate today is way lesser in the 70s and 80s. I've been noticing mm. that the juicy... Ju- what's that fucking word? I juicy. Can't. Whatever. I know the word, but I want to see how long it takes you to say it. I can't just say it for me. No. Ju- okay, Keep well, going. I'm going to say Judge Judy. Um, Judiciary? Well, yeah, that one. I know there's like a different one. Judicial? Too. That's it. That is like corrupted with like money and fucking power and who knows who. I've been listening What's to What's corrupted? The fucking government system. No, what's I can't, it called? I can't say it. <laughs> um... They, uh, I've been listening to a lot of stuff about different people's cases and like when some, when the cops are arresting a person and just say like, they're like, uh, okay, you have a little weed. And then if you start struggling a little bit, okay, well now we're going to tack on resisting arrest. Okay. Well now we're going to talk about tack on assaulting an officer. So they like tack on all these things. And then when you go to court and you want to do trial, they'll be like, Okay, well, here, how about you just take a plea bargain? We'll drop all these cases except for one or two, and then you either have to do time or probation or whatever. Or you can go on trial, and nobody ever fucking does because it never fucking works. Because What are you getting to here? I'm getting to, I've learned that the cops tack on all these stuff on purpose because they know they're not going to get away with anything. I've learned that different... um different like crimes like uh assaulting or resisting or having drugs lawyers and judge and stuff get paid for each amount of different claims so they try to tack on the most stuff and then they try to give you plea bargains to fucking make you guilty and then they get more money when you do that well that's one way of looking at it but on the flip side people who get arrested and then resist arrest and get get that tacked onto it they did that shit but I'm saying... Some if you have drugs on you and they find it, you did that shit. No, right. But I'm saying in some cases, it they shouldn't have like done it that that much. You see what I'm saying? There's some cases where, yes, the person fucked up. He did all the shit. I feel like sometimes the cops are corrupted and stuff like that. I'll just tack on extra shit just because, for that reason. And then the person gets screwed because no matter what, if you go to trial, you're going to be guilty every single time. That's absolutely not true. It, it, it is true, though. 
It's not. And yeah, I, I disagree. I'm, I'm the type of person who thinks that there should be fewer laws, but stricter punishments for the ones that remain. You know, people who go out and get three DUIs, like if you do one once and mess up, that's one thing. If you do a second one or a third or a fourth, that's a pattern. And you should not be able to get behind the wheel of a car again, you know? Well, yeah, I or, agree with you on that. Or if you, you know, are a woman beater and you beat three women, you know, that you've been in relationships with, you know, once is bad enough. You do it twice. That's already a pattern. Like these guys keep getting out for shit that's serious. But then people who do negligent driving, not drunk, end up doing, you know, or almost the same amount of time as some of those guys. driving in the second degree. Yeah. Which is what I got for some stupid reason. But, like, there should be fewer laws like that that require a jail sentence, but the ones that still do should be tougher in some way because it's not a deterrent anymore. People have friends on the inside now. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to just live mostly a normal life in there. It's not really a punishment for some people. I oh, do, you, do you think, like, something happened, fucked up, you're in the wrong place, wrong time. You have yeah. to go to prison for like five years. Okay. What do you do? What do you do the first time you walk in there and you're out in the yard? You're out in the yard. There's all these people. I'm scared shitless. Wouldn't know what to do. Do you try to go talk to a white person? Go talk to the fucking Nazis? Try to find someone to blend in with? Or try to be a lone wolf and try to survive? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. See, the problem with guys like us is we would definitely look like we didn't belong because we'd look scared. <laughs> or we'd look, you know, I would try hardened. to look tough. And if someone came up on me, I'd try to throw a punch and then get beat up so I wouldn't look like a bitch. Like, but if you, you get like, your ass kicked, then you are a bitch. But at least you tried fighting back instead of just taking it. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You have to. No, you would have to. You would have to. And in have fact, to. you'd have to develop a shorter fuse, I think, because it, it, if no one tries to fight you, you shouldn't still get out of fighting. You you should stand up for yourself, even if someone just disrespects you. Like, there's a gang, and they're like, hey, we'll let you join us, we'll protect you, but tomorrow we want you to shank this person. I would have to do it. You would do that? I, if I, you were only in for five years? Well, here's the problem. If you don't do it, well, what else do you got? I... I I, I don't think it works like that because I don't think a gang in prison would make someone who has a short sentence like that do something like you, that because they know that you want to get out. It's the people who are in there for life that do the shanking. But if you want protection, there's probably people that are in there that have had to do that, though. I'm sure there are, but I'm sure that those people are mostly people who are already in there for their life. I think the people who can get out, I think that on some level other prisoners respect that there's a lot of people who just want to be able to get out. I think it depends out. on, like, which prison you're at. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? And what color you are. Yeah. I mean, especially a white guy like one of us, like, we would pretty much have to find a way to get our ass kicked in the first couple of days to make sure that we weren't just, like, it'd probably targets. Be, it'd probably you know? be in the lunchroom. Give me your cornbread. Yeah. Then you just hit them with your food tray and yeah. jump on them and fight fucking, until they pull you off. And fucking curb, curb stomp them. Yeah. Find a curb in the prison somewhere, which there isn't any. In the lunchroom? Yeah, in the lunchroom. <laughs> like American History X and like... I mean, 
I, I was in jail for two months for Ooh, negligent driving. Okay, yeah, how was jail like? What is that life? That that was different because I got to set the scene for you. So I, I was like 24, 25, somewhere in there. And I had kind of long hair, like at least down to my, right around here, you know, like below my eyes. Like hippie dippy hair? With a blonde streak in the front because I was Ooh, an emo guy in a emo band. Hair. Yeah. emo hair. And... I didn't know I was going to jail. I was going to a show cause hearing to tell them why I hadn't done these classes for my negligent driving. And I explained that my house had burned down and they didn't care. And so I, I did two months and now did they give you, did they, was that your plea bargain or could you take that to trial? No, I had already pled guilty to it. And because they had, they had already done a plea deal that required these classes See, that I deal. couldn't go to because my house burned down. Plea deal. See yeah. what I'm saying? I was a 21-year-old kid when it happened. I didn't even know that I needed a lawyer for You didn't even know shit. you had rights? Exactly. They don't really teach you all that shit in high school like they should. I know. This but should be. But so, so it all happened kind of a, you know, I, I definitely felt like I had been shafted by even being there. But what I did was in the first week... You're kind of on your own and, you know, you've got a little cell and yeah. you're just kind of worried about what the rest of jail is going to be like. But when you're a nonviolent, no history person like me, you can apply for the trustee program and get in pretty quickly, which is like the guys who do the jail jobs. Oh. And what they do is they put all these guys into one pod who are all like nonviolent criminals who are going to do jail jobs and you have more rights and more, um, not really privacy, but like... They, they don't they don't restrict you nearly as much you know more privileges I suppose and you get to do jobs around the jail that actually take up some time and it's a good way to just kill time so I got in there in like within a week and then the first job they give everybody is dish pit you know what, when they're do, cooking do, do dishes yeah and like you have to help cook and then you have to do dishes and it's like thousands of them because you're doing them for the whole jail you know right terrible work but after only about a week of that i was lucky enough that one of the guys i got friendly with who had a job as a cleaner which was like the best job you got to walk around the jail on your own and Did all that you see any fucked up shit while you're in there not not a whole lot there was there was one night when okay so to back up i'll, I'll set this up for you uh once set i got in that up. tank with the trustee program there's still some people in there who were a lot more hardened than I was, you like know, like real core. criminals. Yeah. Like criminal. And I, I got in with a couple of them by offering to write their legal correspondence for them. Ah, and so that was kind I of see. my, you know, they heard that I was well-spoken. So I, I got in good with the right people by doing that for them. And I did a good job. You were at fucking it. networking right from the start. Yes. Yes. Ah. And uh, there was one night that a uh, child molester came in. Oh, shit. And when when there is a child molester and well, they how do find you your know, though? they find your paperwork. Oh, oh, so like, do you have paperwork? With yeah. You? Oh, okay. And if you don't have your paperwork, they assume that you're a child molester. Really? Yeah. So you keep your paperwork. That's like the number one thing that they teach you when you go to jail. So you keep that shit. And you show people like, no, I'm just in here for negligent driving or for theft or whatever, and you're totally cool. But they found this guy, and so everyone was talking about it all day, and they were talking about when they were going to jump him, what people were going to bring, how it was going to go down. Like, they, they were planning this out like a fucking bank heist. 
And so, and I was, you know, hanging out because we were talking over playing poker after dinner one night. And I was like, all right, guys, so what am I doing? And they, this is where they showed the slight bit of honor amongst thieves. Uh They were literally like, dude, you're getting out of here in a month. We don't want you involved. And I was like, no, I'm, I don't like these guys either. Like I'm down to (laughs) punish one of them. No guys, I'm trying to be one with you. Come on. Yeah. Because, because I have no stomach or no tolerance for people who do that. Child molesters are the worst and I'd be happy to kick one's ass. They wouldn't let me. That's like, because they knew I was getting out. They knew I didn't belong in there. I know. And, and I had a nickname, which was Emo. Yeah. No, Emo, <laughs> you stay back. That, that's almost exactly how it sounded. So that night, I was just laying in my bed, and like I even tried to get up anyway. And they were like, dude, stay the fuck back, or we're kicking your ass too. So I was okay. So I stayed in my little area where all the bunk beds were on that side. And I, but I had to hear it. <laughs> and that sounded fucked up. Like, that probably would have changed me a little bit inside as a person to have seen what I heard that night. Right. That's and, crazy. And uh, that guy was moved on that night. And uh, a couple of the guys got in trouble. But the thing about it is... Like, those cops co- fucking know. Those cops know. They know. They do know. And so they moved him to solitary after that. Because that's what happens when you get your ass kicked is you still have to go to solitary. <laughs> yeah. And they put him in protection after that and all that shit. But the cops know. And so even though they had to get the guys in trouble, they didn't probably get in as much trouble as if they had just it's fought. It's like you know? they know he's a child molester. They know they're going to get their ass beat. And then they put him in solitary right after that happens. Pretty much. It's like a yep. punishment type deal. It really is. And then is. here you are. Be like, come on, guys. Be like, no, emo, you stand back. Yep. You stand back, brother. You don't deserve to be in here. No, you, they, you still got a life, bro. I was a made man. You know, that, That's what it was. I still had a life. And, uh, but the funny thing was, so you're not a lot, like you can have people visit you, but they can't bring you like McDonald's or whatever. And when you're inside, even the most fit hard guys are just like, dude, I would kill for some McDonald's right now. You know, like that, that's just something you start to crave. And, uh, so I had that long hair with the, the streak in the front and everything. And they were really desperately trying to get me to let them, or to like let the prison haircut person shave my head. Oh yeah. Because if you wanted a haircut, that's that was your only option. They they sent a person in there with clippers once a week, and they would just buzz your head if you want a haircut. That's the only one. So they kept trying to get me to do it, and the only reason I didn't is I knew that Sky would probably kill me if I let someone else but her cut my hair. Could you get any tattoos in there? No. Is there any like uh, like uh, drugs going around? Some like. There was Some a little bit going, N- nothing like that. What they would do? It's jail, though. It's not prison. Yeah, it's yeah. not prison. But in the jail, they had a system that I only discovered once I'd been in there, and it's not something that a lot of people would talk about outside of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't mean I'm not narking on anybody specific, but this is an interesting thing that I saw. So what happens is when you go in there, they give you like the prison clothes, and they keep all of your personal shit in a bag in the back or something. Yeah. You do your time, and then they let you out, and they put you in this little room where they give you back your stuff so you can put your street clothes back on and everything. And what people do who come in and out of there often is if they have anything on them, they'll hide it in a specific spot, like in their clothes or in their shoes or whatever they've decided. And then the jail cleaners, like the crew that I was on like they're come in, in there it. and they're cleaning everything up. And as they're picking up all the clothes from the, the transfer area, they're always shaking them down and feeling oh, them. And I see that's how they get drugs into there. It, it has nothing to do with guests. It has everything to do with the people leaving because there's, 
they expect the prisoners to do all the cleanup. Yeah. That's yeah. how they figured it out. And it's kind of genius. I've, uh, yeah, I've wondered, like, I've heard like stories how like prisoners kind of prisoners run the prison. You know what I mean? Like, even though there's guards, like the guards, like, no, like the prisoners like still run it, but the, I don't know. It's a totally different world in there. It's crazy. It's, it's not really like that, but I'll tell you this, that when you're in the trustee program there and you've proven that you're not a bad person, the, the cops in there generally do give you as much leeway as they can. Yeah. You know, they can't let you do certain things like run around all hours of the night or whatever. But like when they were in there, as long as you were treating them with respect, they would let you stay up later and watch movies or, you know, take a longer shower. Was there any gay interactions? Some dick I didn't sucking? see any. You didn't no. hear any? You no. Didn't like, is there like any like lady boys in there? Be like, hey, Jesse. Didn't see any of those. No, this was just. A regular jail full of mostly guys like me in that area who were just there well, on like driving charges. People, like people will get like your sentences in jail too, right? Like, or is jail just kind of like a month thing and then they go on to prison? Uh, or, jail, the way that it was back then, the, the jail was anything for a sentence of 364 days or less. Mm. If you had a prison sentence, which was anything one year or longer, yeah. you'd go to jail for a couple of weeks and then they'd send a bunch of people on a bus to some prison Send somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've never been, I, like, I've been close to been arrested, but I've never been, man. Don't want to. No, I don't recommend it. No. There, there is, there was one, one thing that I was glad I experienced though, and that's after spending 60 days in jail, my sentence was 90, but because of all the good time I got. 30 days taken off of it. Oh, sweet. And so, but you're in there for, you know, day 55 and you're starting to feel like, okay, I'm going to be out soon. Then day 57, you're like, oh man, only like two more days. Then the, the day before the day before. And then that last day, like everyone's treating you like you're a senior in high school and you're about to graduate kind of thing. Like people are going around there. Yeah. They're like, Hey man, congratulations. You know, don't, don't you come back here kind of thing. And then you kind of go and you hand out all of your personal items to people like, oh, you you want the rest of my deodorant or do you want these extra Top Ramen packages? <laughs> it's did crazy. You, did you learn any uh, like secret like chef chef moves like Top Ramen and pizza or or some type of noodle fucking casserole? Nothing like that. No. The, the The food that you could like the food they eat is one thing. And I mean, after a while, it's actually not terrible. You kind of adapt to it. Where do you people jack off at? I never really figured that out because did? I didn't really see it. And I'll <laughs> tell you this, I did, the entire time I was in there, I didn't do that once. I was paranoid. It probably had to be hard for you to take a crap in there, huh? It, at no first. Stalls. No stalls. Yeah. But the, the toilets in, in our pod were like around the corner a little bit. So even though people could hear everything, that's probably where they did the fights, huh? I, people I, can't. They see. wouldn't even let me on that side of the pod when that was going down. Man, you got like special treatment if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really do anything to deserve being there in the first place, though. You know, next time you go, you should be a journalist and check everything out. I I don't want to do that. Did uh, Did anybody come visit you? Did Aaron come visit you? Uh, Aaron was not able to visit me. Um, Sky and Trista came to visit me dressed up. <laughs> they, they dressed up in like eighties workout equipment or like gear, you know, like tight stretchy pants and like uh -huh. bright bandanas and stuff. Totally put on like, like Motley Cruz cartoonishly style. bad makeup and came to visit me like that. And 
you don't actually see him in person. It was on video. And these guys kept walking around behind me as I'm watching him on video. Pretty soon I've got like a whole crowd of guys just <laughs> looking at these girls like, damn, Pep, what you got going on there? And I'm like, oh, they're just being idiots. I don't know. These are my hoes. Yeah. And these guys are all like trying to holler at him. And <laughs> Yo, look at me. Look at me, girl. You, yeah. Uh... My fucking dad, he came to visit me once, I think. And then the rest of our communication was all phone or letters. And that's when he kept telling me, like, you need to quit the band and join the Navy or something. What the fuck? I'm like, Dad, I told you the story. You know I don't deserve to be here, and it it didn't fucking matter. Fucking quit the band and join the Navy. Yeah, that, that was... That, that was would his... have been perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever want to, like, join the military or anything? Uh, Sort of. I wanted to join the uh, uh fucking Navy SEALs. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I want to be a Navy SEAL, Mr. Badass. <laughs> But then I realized there's no way I'd be able to hack it. No, I, I can't really see that no, happening. No. I mean, maybe if I put my mind to it and I like worked out every day and I was like gun-ho. Yeah. And then I'd go to the Navy SEALs boot camp and I'd last probably a day. And then they'd kick me out and call me a girl. Sounds about right. It sounds about It'd probably right. be your experience in jail, too, honestly. Nah, you know what? <laughs> just, flow, just try to mess with me, bro. I'll fucking stab you right in the neck. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Yeah. You got any more topics in there? Um, actually, we're pretty much out of time, buddy. I know. We'll get to the topics another time. I got to pee. I've been holding it. Oh, yeah? Merry motherfucking Christmas. Pretty optimistic of you to say you're holding it while you're grabbing your sock. It's like I'm holding my bladder. Like, <clears throat> like I'm holding... You're playing with your foot. Your buddy at work's going to give you shit this time. Yeah, but I got my shoes on, though. You know what I mean? I had my like, shoes on one of the times he mentioned something. Not the other time. You're over here, like, crinkling your feet, and you're, like, finger-banging it. Felt good. It. Like, all right, let's end this so you can go take a leak. Well, we'll do another special uh, next week with a better quality camera and a better quality uh, non-stoppage. And, uh, yeah. It's Christmas for cheeky shenanigans. What, what? All right. Well, everyone have a homosexual jail day day because Jesse literally... At jail Stories there. by Jesse. That's going to be the promo video. I honestly never thought I'd be talking about that on this show. Yeah. That's <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. I am Jesse, also known as Random Hero. And I'm Nick, a.k.a. Punkcast, everyone's favorite. Please click like, subscribe, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever you got to do, and let us know and what come, you think of the show. Talk to us a little bit. Come be a guest if you want. Who yeah, cares? if you want to be a guest, let us know. We'll phone you in. We are not too big for anybody. That's right, and it'll always be that way. We won't be douchey Hollywood assholes. Alrighty then. Keep this Punk out.